after your third, you're in too deep. I mean, we might as well fucking finish it now. Guys, welcome to the Messed Up at Midnight podcast, the show that's always in the middle of utterly life-altering decisions. I am your host, Max Steele, and as always, I'm joined by the man who has the sentence, Harden Scott is my daddy, tattooed on his lower back. It's Michael Flaherty, everybody. Oh, what? Oh, sorry. I was, I was, I was, I was taking a nap, Max. I'm sorry. Well, uh, yeah, glad to be here. Uh, yep, yep. Everything you just said, absolutely true. That is me. Uh, sorry. What are we talking about today? Are we? We're, we're, are we we're, still- talking, we're talking about another after movie. Are you surprised? Oh, oh, I, oh no! I wish I was back asleep. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, back in your back to sleep so you can see Harden Scott in your dreams, just abusing you, calling you a dirty whore, and then insulting you for deciding to stand up for yourself. He, Harden Scott is proof that nagging works. <laughs> so, guys, today we are continuing in the afterverse by looking at the 2021 romantic comedy, rom- not romantic comedy, just romantic, <laughs> boring movie. After we fell and this one, it's about Tessa who's going off to Seattle and all the issues she's facing with her boyfriend of three months, Harden Scott. And can this movie be the one to get this series on the right track? No, no, the, the, the no. answer is no, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It falls even farther. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, we thought the first two movies were similar, but this one and the last one are like virtually identical, probably because they're both rated R and end abruptly. And despite as much shit as we gave the first one, it kind of wrapped things up in a neat little bow or so we thought. So, Mike, I do have to ask, what did you think of After We Fell? All right. So the movie's bad. Let's just cut to the chase right here. The movie is not good. It's It falls on its face just about everywhere it goes. Now, compared to the first movie, it 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 has fallen so far because the first movie I'd give like a D D plus mm-hmm. because while it's bad, at least you can make fun of all the openly toxic people and everything sort of ends very neatly and you could walk away. Mm-hmm. Now, just as you said, after the second one and the third one, you're just stuck. Because all it is is R-rated cliffhangers. And Mm -hmm. if number two is just Maury moments and sex, this is just boring dialogue and sex. Because it's not yelling, screaming, and punching each other. They do have that, but it's not the second one levels. It is just, they just talk. And then they have sex. And then they yell at each other. And then they have sex. And it's not like big outburst it's just i thought i trusted you you can trust me but we don't talk okay bye and that's it that is the extent of the fight it is it's so awful and so bad and i do i want to read a uh review that was uh on imdb just the title of it or like well not just the title but it says it's from user alexania uh, dash four five zero two two on imdb and the title of it is Worst One Yet. 
I loved the first one, loved the second one even more, but the constant recasts are ridiculous. Like, seriously, we fall for characters, then they replace the next movie. It just isn't the same. I'm pretty disappointed in this franchise. I don't know if it was because COVID and this, uh, yada, yada, yada. And this film was just boring. When you're a fan of this, like, I can forgive, you know, the movie was COVID, things were crazy, whatever. But when. <laughs> The fans of your franchise call an entry boring and and you know give it like a one or two out of ten. That's when you know you fucked up. Doug, Doug is like honest to god. This movie slogged so mm. much so often. Like at least the first two movies were left and right turns of like hilarity in how ridiculous all the scenarios were. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, her dad's secretly homeless. Oh my God, he punches his dad. And you're like, all of these like funny, crazy moments at least add brevity and speed up the damn movie. Mm-hmm. This one, there's none of that. So it just drags through the whole thing. <laughs> And I will also say this one feels like I don't know if this is going to make sense, but I'll explain it. This is like the most episodic movie that we've had in the franchise so far. Like, what do I mean by that? It really feels that this is like they took four episodes of a series and just kind of put them together to make a movie. Like you could divide this up into four different like sections and it's but it's all still so boring. Then it just fucking kind of ends like there's not a through line through the beginning. It's just so boring, uninteresting. Like you said, second one had Mori moments. This one has like one Mori moment. And then it's just like, I don't fucking know, AM rate, like boring AM radio shit and fucking. That's it. It really is. Like it genuinely, those are its two beats, which I gotta say, if you're going to have those be your two beats, mm-hmm. you gotta have one be interesting. My God, like it's the the talking was so boring because not only did no one have anything to say, but it was a lot of just it was just a lot of inconsequential dialogue. It's not like mm-hmm. any of them were talking about anything that really had weight or pushed the story along. It's just, oh my God, are you going to Seattle? I am. How could you? I'm so crushed. No, don't be that way. Okay, let's go to bed. Okay. And you're like, what the fuck? What? And, and the fucking was just so long and awkward and it just hung and it was just weird. Like there was no, it, none of it ever felt like it tied into the story. And it was a tender moment between two people with good chemistry. It was just like, they're like, they're like, oh, they're in a hot tub. Perfect time, baby. And you're like, no, that's not how the game works. Dude, I want to be so honest. Like when I was rewatching it just to, you know, get prepared for this particular episode. And then whenever a sex scene came, I was like, okay, I'm skipping that. And boom. And, you know, it made the movie go by a lot quicker. In a good yeah. way, in the, yeah. in the sense that, oh, wait, I am like now 45 minutes closer to the movie being done instead of 50 minutes closer to being done. I can get this done over with quicker and then go make myself a nice steak dinner or some shit. Exactly. Exactly. It's the middle half of this movie is brutal. Mm-hmm. Utterly brutal. I will mm-hmm. openly say that the middle half of this movie is a tough watch. Not because of uncomfortable scenes or anything, but purely based on the fact that 
it just, everything falls apart. And the only thing that they have going for it, and they obviously lean on it, are the sex scenes. And the sex scenes are terrible because of previously stated reasons. So it's just, if you have an audience member skipping over the thing you obviously are leaning on, what is your movie? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like I'm skipping the porn part to get to the plot, and the plot's just equally as uninteresting. Exactly. Exactly. It's literally there's you know you're screwing up when you stop and go. Well, I do want to know if he delivers the extra sausage pizza. What is he going to deliver it? I'm very curious now. That's how you know you're screwing up at the main game that you're pushing, that you're pushing. Now, I don't have too many like, you know, fun behind the scenes facts because, I mean, let's just face it. I guess everyone reporting on these movies were like, it's after you. You already know what you need to know after you saw the first one. So I will I will say two I'll say two things. One, I just found this out before we started recording. This movie has a 0% on Rotten Tomato, which, you know, makes perfect sense. And mm-hmm. two, this one and the uh sequel After Ever Happy, which is a dumb name, were filmed back to back because of COVID things and Mike, do you know where they filmed this these two movies and i'll give you a hint it's not in georgia i i I can already tell you that hoss i can tell you that that they did not film in georgia i don't know i was sitting there wondering where the hell they were filming because they were just taking wide shots of the city and i went that sure as hell is not georgia and i don't think they have the money to film in seattle so i'm gonna go on a take a real shot in the dark and say like birmingham no, I'll I'll give you I'll give tell you what I'll give you one more guess. Boston. No, this movie and its sequel was filmed in Bulgaria. God damn it! Again with Bulgaria. <laughs> what is it with Bulgarian cinema? I swear to God, they have Leatherface. They have this. They have the third one that we did. Like it's. <laughs> Oh my it's, god! It's so ridiculous. I don't understand why, but you know what? You got to film abroad. Sure, fuck it. Have some fun. Go. I don't know what there is to do in Bulgaria. I'm sure it's a nice place this time of year. Sure, why not? Why not film it in Bulgaria? Why? Why? Yeah, because who cares? Who cares anymore? Who cares? Let's just film it in Bulgaria. It's what is up with these movies just filming in Bulgaria? Now, now, Mike, let's get to the most important question we have here on this podcast, which is if this if after we fell was a drink, what would it be and why? All right. Listeners, we already have. All of the ingredients laid out before us with all of my cocktails beforehand. You've got Tessa. You've got Harden. You've got the Mori moments. You've got the fun little spice of the setting and all of the other characters. And then you've got the that special special spice that they add in to differentiate each movie. With the second movie, it was the it was one of the Sprouse twins, which we used Angostura bitters, if you remember. But the replacement here is far worse. So first, let's start off with Tessa and Harden. 
Tessa, two ounces of vodka. Harden, two ounces of English tea. Now, for the Mori moments, they're few and far between, and the ones we have, damn, are they boring and a shame, and they are end, they end too abruptly. So instead of the hot sauce that we were orig- originally going with, I want you to take a jalapeno and don't chop it at all. Just put it in your drink. Because you, because you get all of the heat, the spice, the interestingness from drawing out these moments, much like you get all of the heat and interestingness from chopping up a jalapeno. So just drop the jalapeno in. You, you may get something. Pr- probably not a lot, though. So, all right. We have our morning moments. Now it's time for our hook. We don't have a Sprouse in this one. We couldn't afford it. Nor could we afford just about any other background characters. So, but we could afford a whole lot of a whole lot of sex scenes. My God, are there a lot of scenery for mm-hmm. sex scenes? That's what we got. And then on top of that, we have boring dialogue. Now they didn't intend on the boring dialogue, but they intended on the sex scenes. So for the sex scenes, I want you to pull. I want you to go find some Spanish fly. You're gonna probably have to find that on the internet, but find some Spanish fly. That's a that's an aphrodisiac for those that don't know. So next for the boring moments, I want you to go and find 30 grams of melatonin to counteract that aphrodisiac. You you were gonna you were gonna get hot and bothered, but no no no, not on this movie's watch. Not on this movie's watch. It's gonna be weird and kind of tiring. So yeah, pop some melatonin in. Finally, all the all the little in-between bits. We have background characters that are inconsequential and traded out like fucking Pokemon cards. And we have a setting that no one cares about and a story that doesn't matter. So instead of that soda cucumber water that we were going for for the new hot biz world, just get some plain tap water out of the sink. Make sure it's not out of a Brita filter. If you got a Brita filter on your tap, unscrew it. You want, you want the iron tap water... Because this is boring, bland, and a little yucky. That's my drink. Yeah, so, like, are you using the jalapeno? Like, are you putting it in, like, moving it around a little bit and then taking it out? Or are you just leaving it in? Because that could get pretty spicy. We're stirring it. We we want to give hefty hefty stirs to where, enough to where you get a hint of what could have been. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I completely understand you see you and i have gone down like similar things like with tessa and harden and i think both of our like liquors of choice to describe them like equally just like they equally describe them is what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. again this is the third one so mike good job y'all already know what to do with mine tessa wine seltzer we're going back to basics because, you know, she went through her hoe phase in the last movie. Now she's in Seattle trying to be all corporate and shit. So let's say a barefoot rosé. Again, flat, dusty, maybe like a hair or three in it. That's your Tessa. Harden Scott. For me, again, Mike's Hard Lemonade. So let's just say some Mike's Hard Limeade this time around because, you know, Harden be acting like real sassy in this one, like like he's punching people and getting into fist fights. Ooh, is, isn't he so? Isn't he so sassy? Isn't he naughty? So now, <laughs> like I mentioned at the beginning, 
this is the most episodic movie that we've had so far. And what I mean by that is four parts. There's the stuff with the dad at the beginning, the stuff at the lake, the Tessa living in Seattle part, and then all of the London stuff. Let's look at the dad at the beginning. He's the most divorced whiskey dad of all the divorced whiskey dads we've had on this podcast. So three quarters of an ounce of cheap whiskey. Pick one as long as it comes in like a plastic bottle and will get you hung over the next day. Stuff at the lake. With Harden's rich family where they uh, Harden and Tessa fuck in a hot tub and almost cheat on each other. I'm going to say three quarters of an ounce of ginger liqueur. Ginger for, you know, the earth and the lake shit. And liqueur, because it sounds fancy. Is that surface level? Yes, it is. But that is about how surface level this part of the movie is. Tessa getting settled in Seattle. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to your local liquor store. And if they don't have this here, go to like, you know, kind of drive a little bit ways out of the city, like a mom and pop shop. Go find the fruitiest IPA flavor that you can find. And again, bonus points if it's a homemade made out of like a homemade beer made out of like some dude's basement. Toss in three quarters of an ounce of that. And lastly, saving the best for last with the London part ending this movie with the Mike, I don't know if you how you felt about this, but the atrocious twist that this movie leaves you with. You already fucking know what to do. Last week, it was one and a half ounces. This week, three ounces of melon liqueur in this drink. Uh, fuck, fuck this fucking movie. Fuck after we fell. I hate it so much. Mike, what do you, you think? Oh, my God. Uh, it's obviously good cocktail, as always. <laughs> the, the wine cells. The mic's hard. I do love because I feel like it encompasses Harden really well. In that he's he try he sits there and goes, I'm a bad boy, I'm a badass, I'm 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 on the wrong side of the tracks. When in reality, he is the softest boy ever, and he has no there's no edge to him outside of him being able to punch people and wearing black. It's so I agree with that. I the the ginger liqueur for the cabin, okay. All right, the fruity, the fruity beer, I'm, I'm here for, and then, god damn it, the fucking melon liqueur, the fucking melons, bro. I, I, I'm not gonna be able to escape the melons, man. I can't ever escape the melons. You're gonna have a dream of Harden Scott walking towards you naked, just holding two melons as he's walking towards you. <laughs> I was gonna say two bottles of melon liqueur, and he's like, he's like, hey, babe, I've got this for you. <laughs> yeah, no, Harden Scott has some bad dreams in like this movie. Meanwhile, we're over here having our ba- own bad dreams about Harden Scott. I just like the make me drink melon liqueur. I just like the idea of Harden Scott's in your dream, and he's just like rolling up. He's like, "Hey, girl," and he like goes to take off his pants, but instead of his dick, it's melon liqueur bottle. And you're like, "No, no, no, please!" And you like wake up. All right, guys. Well, go crack open your drink of choice, and let's get right into after we fell. Go to a flashback. Summer 2012, a much simpler time if you ask me. Mom and dad are arguing while Tessa 
in this fucking greenhouse reacts the same way I did after realizing there were more after movies. And her dad leaves like, you know, I would if I had to be in an after movie. So Tessa runs out to go see her dad drive off. And, you know, that's that's the origin of Tessa's daddy issues. Flash forward it's, to no, whatever fucking year it is. Go ahead, Mike. You, we cannot we cannot do this. I'm not going to allow you to skip past the fact that 2012 flashback Tessa's mom and Tessa's mom are two polar stark different people. Like, oh, my God. Dude, it's not even like they tried. It's not even like they sat there and went, you vaguely look like, what's her name? Selma Blair or whatever. You had fucking Selma Blair and then you recast it to... Miro Sorvino. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's Just completely different. It's exactly. It's they didn't go for someone who vaguely looked like it. They just literally just went, uh, white woman. Sure. And you're just like, you're like, all right, cool. All right, movie. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's about like right here where the movie did a lot of recasting. And I think that's because of COVID, which I'm understanding of. But you could have you could have tried a little harder movie. You could have you could have mm-hmm. made me like see the connection you were going for. Come on. So yeah, we're gonna skip. We're gonna go past that in their apartment, modern day. Tessa and Harden and her dad sit around and talk. So Tessa goes off to like make some food. And, you know, the three like they sit around this dinner table after homeless dad shaves off his homeless beard. And Harden's just like so fucking over it. And he's like, dude, what the fuck do you want? But then Tessa is like, oh, you know, y- you can you can stay with us, dad. C- can we not forget this movie set it up in the first one? This is not their apartment. They do not it's, live here. Uh, they we lest we forget they are crashing here. And they just turn and go like, yeah, you can crash at our apartment, dad. As if as if they're like, yeah, it's all Gucci. Like, who cares? You just, yes, homeless man. This man is homeless. Sure, you can stay with us, homeless man, in our not apartment. It's just, who cares? Dude, dude fuck it, you know. They, squatters rights sure why not yeah, dude i love that i love that the dad just the dad just claiming squatters rights so we go uh into tessa and harden's bedroom where they argue about what to do tessa's like wants him to stay but harden wants to make him leave and you know he's like you look i just want to protect you go to the living room harden offers tessa's dad some money but you know he turns it down he's like look i just want a relationship with my daughter Cut to college now in their second semester. Tessa says, <laughs> "Who needs that tender moment?" Listen, hey, we we got a lot. We got a lot of stuff to get through. We have a lot of plot points to set up for this episode. Movie, sorry. Cut to college in their second semester. Tessa sits and talks with New Landon. Landon got recast too. <laughs> what did Landon do? What did what did Landon's original actor do? Why did they have to recast him? Dude, Dude he, he probably had foresight. In all honesty, exactly, exactly. Landon's actor after he finished after he finished the second one went, oh fuck this movie, I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> it's and the new Landon they cast, I was like, oh come on, it looks. They didn't. They don't look anything alike. They are. They didn't po- even try. They did not even try. Most of these recasts, they didn't try. Mm-hmm. This is not the most egregious one, but they sure as hell did not try. <laughs> yeah. So they sit around and like. Apparently, you know, we find out Tessa is going off to Seattle, 
And, you know, they just sit around and talk. Then Harden shows up and interrupts their conversation. And Landon's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Also, don't forget to come to the lake house. Bye. We got to set that up. So uh, Tessa finally tells Harden, like, oh, by the way, I'm going away to Seattle next week. And Harden's like, um, what the fuck? And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Cool. Cool move, Tessa. Real, real solid planning from a cool, well-adjusted person. Well, well dude, but Tessa then is like, well, you left. And Harden's like, but I'm back now. I came back for you. <laughs> it's, and it's, my, They're my, both my, shitty. They're both shitty. If you were in a relationship with either one of these people, you would probably be like, dude, I, I'm out of here. Uh, yeah. not, see ya. If know. any, if any one of these scenarios arose, I would have, dog, I would have left in the, in the first damn movie, and you know it. Like, I, you would the first, the first ten minutes, I would have been like, no, no, I'm not. That's not it. Nope, absolutely not the vibe. But no, the moment someone goes, goes, why didn't you tell me? And you're like, well, dog, you left. Or if she knew while they were together and just didn't tell him ever until until it was a week prior, you're like, come on. Both of these people are so shitty and wrong. Well, so you might think, okay, well, Tessa was withholding information from Harden, but Harden was also withholding information from Tessa because Tessa's like, yeah, you know, this is a, a huge job opportunity with me. You know, you can come with me. But Harden's like, well, I want you to go to London with me when, uh, after we graduate. Which, you know, he didn't tell her, like, previously. I love that. I love that. He was like, well, I didn't want to tell you until we graduated. You're like, that's not how planning works, dog. <laughs> it's communication. Number one step. Just it communicate is- with your partner. Don't do what they do. Listen to me. Listen to me and Mike. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are romance gurus. <laughs> so we go back to Harden's bedroom. He gets a phone call from his mom. And mom is like, you know. She she is all up in like Harden's business just because she was talking to Christian Vance from the publishing company. Apparently, they know each other for uh, for a long time. So we go into the living room now, where Harden offers uh, Tessa's dad a ride. So he's like, okay. So they go outside to some street, and where are they going? A bar. So, oh yeah, lovely. You're gonna take a homeless dad who's been absent out of out of your girlfriend's life and, for ten years, and you're gonna go to a bar with him. Yeah, and remember. Uh, Tessa's dad is a recovering alcoholic, and Harden is attempting to be a you know recovering alcoholic, but seems to you know go back not and forth. Care. Back, yeah, just not. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't want to get better, so they just go inside and just start fucking drinking. And then after a few drinks, they're looking at pictures of Tessa. Some smartass at the bar, like is like you know, starts remarking about it, and then. What do we do? We get a fucking bar fight because <laughs> this movie needed some Maury moments. So we're just going to go right into like action movie territory. Except when I say action movie territory, I literally mean that punches are thrown. This is not intense in any way, shape or form. No, it is so low stakes. Like it, this would have been a perfect time for the movie to break. Like gr- granted, I'm, this is all, a, this is all, under the false assumption that the movie actually was building up drama and tension, this would have been a great moment for the movie to sit there and just get a little silly with it mm-hmm. and have them fight, throw people, get a little ridiculous mm-hmm. to add some brevity to this thing that is listed as a rom-com. But 
Or just a romance. No. Just a romance. But hey, a rom-com would be more entertaining. The, yeah, it would. It would. I, I was like, I could have sworn it was considered to be a rom-com. But either way, either way, no matter what, this would have been a great moment for them to add brevity. Mm-hmm. And just they just fumbled it so hard by giving us this washed-ass fight mm-hmm. that doesn't, that's so... That's so self-destructive from a story perspective. <laughs> yeah, so Tessa gets a phone call and she goes over to the bar and sees, you know, Harden and her dad. And she's like, yo, what the fuck is going on? And the dad's like, listen, he loves you. That, that, that's a solid guy right there. Why why would anyone want to leave Harden? So she's like, okay, we got to get the fuck out of here. The cops are on the way. Let's go. So back to the apartment, we see dad's passed out on the couch in the bedroom. Tessa and Harden, we see them quietly arguing. And Tessa's like, listen, he's an alcoholic and so are you. What the fuck? And Harden's just like trying to crack jokes and everything, explain the situation of how the fight started. And Harden's like, yeah, I told, like, you know, the guy was insulting you. And I was like, yeah, I told him I already did all the things uh, to you. I told him I already did all the things to you uh, that you want to do to her. That's what it is. And then (laughs) Tessa finds this sexy. Also, I forgot to mention this. She brought a cup of water with one big ass ice cube in it. It's it's a cocktail cube. It's like like you use for whiskey old fashions or like I don't know, pick another chilled drink. It's just it's just plopped in the middle of tap water. <laughs> yeah, and what do and what do they use? They start fucking like yeah, uh, they're doing ice play or whatever the fuck it's called. They have sex. What do you want me to say? It's. It's it's just weird to me because it's like, yeah, she's trying to scold Harden, who's becoming an alcoholic, about taking her alcoholic father to a bar and getting into a fist fight. And then she suddenly like, suddenly like, this is the perfect time to have sex. This is the perfect time to have sex. Absolutely. Get out the ice cube. Let's get down to business. What what am I talking about? You're like, girl, stick to your guns. What the hell? What? What? That's a a weird time to be feeling it. But like, all right. They're just they're 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 just weird, terrible people. They are. So the next day, Tessa talks to her dad about moving uh, in the kitchen. And, you know, dad's like taking the hint and he's like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to head out. You know, then there's a knock at the door. Then the dad's about to leave again. Hopefully forever. Harden answers the door to some fucking Redditor, uh, I, I think. And, uh, oh, yeah, he's here to give the dad a ride. So the dad starts to head off to go, I don't know, right on the board of on the boards of R slash. So <laughs> <laughs> I like this dude was definitely like definitely like we're going to go work. We're going to go dox. We're going to go dox a woman because she was nice to us. <laughs> So uh, back inside, Harn's like, you know, I guess I guess I'm the one that's going to be kicked off next, which you know triggers Tessa. And Tessa- I, <laughs> I love that Tessa blows up at this. She goes, <laughs> and Harn's like, uh, you know, obviously Harden was trying to like be silly about it, which is obviously like a half-assed joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tessa was like, I wanted to live in Seattle. It's my dream job. Why won't you come with me? And Harden's like, Why do you want me to come with you? You know, and I'm like, Maybe because y'all are in a relationship, you know, and, and Harden's just like, I don't have anything in Seattle. Tessa's like, well, you have me. And Harden's like, that's not enough. And I'm like, boy, <laughs> I'm like, dog, wrong, wrong, wrong word, wrong fucking word, wrong sentence, wrong idea. <laughs> I really think that the screenwriter 
just sat down and was like, hey, how can I make like the always sunny in Philadelphia cast just look like normal, well-adjusted, like good people? Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and then we have Harden Scott. Harden, no. Harden Scott is like, Harden Scott is like, an edgy Dennis Reynolds. <laughs> like he is just, he is just an edgy emotional Dennis Reynolds. Like he just, he just walks around with this gut, with this un unwelcomed gusto and is just randomly has these outbursts of self-important rage mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's like, I was going to take you to London. And she's like, it would have been great if I knew that. And he would, <laughs> I wasn't going to tell you until afterwards, you, you bitch. And you're like, all right, man. You're like, word, asshole. So, so Tessa gets all emotional. She's like, oh, fuck you. You're not stopping me. And then just walks away. So later we see Tessa starting to like, you know, pack some books and Long and Lee looking at a copy of The Great Gatsby flashbacks with her and Harden. Then we go to Vance Publishing. Business talks with new Christian Vance and Kimberly. Both oh. actors were recast as okay. well. Okay, I gotta say. I have to say the most I, f- I felt like personally the most egregious recasting was Kimberly. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Max, if you agree or disagree, but like it is just like it feels like it's it's her, it's Kimberly's recasting and Landon's recasting. Those mm-hmm. are the two most egregious ones because Landon's looks nothing like him. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> the Kimberly recasting, it goes from just a blonde bog standard secretary woman to just a completely different person who looks like she just dropped out of desperate housewives. Mm -hmm. And you're like, Oh, okay. All right. This is a different energy altogether. No, I I do want to ask you, like when it came to Christian Vance's actor, he was attempting to do a British accent. Like, did you he, hear absolutely, that? Absolutely. Dude, I could hear it drop, which was the best. Dude, I, I could hear it drop. I was just, like, again, actors, they have a very tough job, but this British accent, was he British in the last movie, Mike? I don't think he, I don't no, think he, he was. He, he was just straight up American. Yeah, He did not have a British accent. So like, Imagine my surprise, like I watched this movie through after, you know, when y'all heard me talk about it in the first after movie, and then I watched it again and I was listening to his voice and I was like, is he trying to do a British accent? Like it's okay. so, it just goes so in and out. You know, he's an American actor, but this British accent is just not strong at all. No, it really isn't. Oh my God, is it not? It is just. It's so weak, and you could obviously hear the actor just dip out of it. And it's, I'm so confused why the movie decided that they needed to make him British because he wasn't in the previous movie. He was an American. Why are we making him British now? It's so, that's such a random thing to want to do. We're doing it for the plot, Mike, and and for the twist at the ending, which oh my God. we'll get to. I am. We're going to, we, we're going to get to that. That one's a doozy. <sighs> that one is a doozy. So uh, Tessa enters and, uh, you know, Kim's at, like, they start asking questions. Vance heads out. And Kim is like, you know, hey, have you have you found a place yet? And then just fucking offers for Tessa to stay with them. And I'm like, you've only known Tessa for what two, three, four months that you, that she's been working there. What the fuck are you doing? Like just inviting an absolute stranger to come live with you. None of these characters make any fucking exactly. sense. Exactly. It's it's all 
based on context on how these people know each other and like how long it none of the none of the reasoning makes any sense as as you said it's just everything is so not only like not only does it betray the characters and fit only the story but also it's all so coincidental mm-hmm. like it's all so coincidental like like uh what's her name tessa is like oh i'm having trouble moving like figuring out a neighborhood to move in into in seattle and the Vances are like, oh, well, just so happens that we're moving up the exact same time you are. Why don't you just crash at our new place in Seattle? We have an extra room that's prepared all for you. And you're like, huh, that's such a funny fucking happenstance. If my, if, I'm pretty sure there are like HR laws mm-hmm. that prevent bosses from doing this thing. So not only is it a blatant breach of like employee supervisor relationships, but also none of it makes sense from an even social standpoint. <laughs> and then Tessa tells Kimberly that Harden isn't coming with her. And Kimberly is like, you know, that's really weird. You know, he turned down Christian's job offer and the job offer was literally any job that he wanted. <laughs> this what i feel like we're harping on this scene for a long time but i feel like we need to make it known none of this make like like tessa if if i was tessa i would fucking ditch harden scott and then just go live my life because apparently i just have the world's greatest luck like it's just so baffling that all these things just like fall in her lap which we find out harden was the one kind of pulling the strings but that's fucking ridiculous bro that is that's insane. Yeah, not only does Tessa have the luck of the century, this woman should invest in lottery tickets and crypto. Like, I don't know what this girl is on, but it is working. And she should leave Harden Scott because Harden Scott apparently has the IQ of a freaking moose because he rejects the job that is no lie anything. If a company offers you any position doing anything, you take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a lunatic idea. <laughs> yeah. So after this scene, glad, glad we're getting away from this. So we get another scene between Harden and Tessa at like the company coffee shop where they're talking about how like a long distance uh, relationship could work. And, you know, they talk about communication and Tessa's like, we need to stop keeping secrets from each other. And I'm like, that's rule fucking number one. Then they head back to the apartment where Tessa, where Harden wakes up, sees Tessa, and they drive off. We go to the Chancellor's car now. We're at part two of this episode where they're going to the lake. It's the whole family oh. in the car. Uh, Karen starts, you know, playing I Spy, Harden and Landon fight with Tessa in between. You know, it's all that typical family stuff that we've seen before in these types of movies. I just. I just want to say this cut of them at the lake and all of that. It's such a stark cut. It doesn't, it isn't like, doesn't show them making up going like, Oh my God. Like, Oh, I love you. I love you. And Oh, I'm so sorry. I said this. I can't wait for our time at the lake, blah, blah, blah. And then it leads into the lake. It's just, okay. I'll see you later. Okay. 
lake and, yeah. and they're just hanging out and they're good now mm-hmm. and it's just the most infuriating thing because then now you've got freaking i don't even know who these people are the 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 chancellor and uh what's her name karen karen yeah it's also Landon. been recast i think <laughs> who's been freaking recast again <laughs> it's literally <laughs> Half the half of the minor characters have been recast, mm-hmm. and I'll actually stand by that. I'm actual. I'll actually even stick to my guns. At least fucking thirty percent have been recast. But it's just yeah, it's just you got new Landon, new Karen, the Chancellor, and then our two main characters. Dude, I feel like in the last movie they're just gonna go like complete one eighty and just recast them to like I don't just so I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm drawing a blank right now, but just fucking completely recast them to where I it's just like want, Michael I just B. Want, Jordan or something. Exactly. As Tessa. I, I, I want. <laughs> it's, I just want. Oh my god! It's it's the same guy as the same guy who plays Harden Scott is the only person who returns. Exactly. Like the girl who plays Tessa, just like the girl who plays Tessa gets recast and Michael B. Jordan sitting there in a blonde wig and a skirt, and it's just the same sex scenes, the same shitty dialogue, but with way better acting. Okay, so now they arrive at their cabin in the woods where they ride the Chancellor's boat while Harden tries to be Batman by wearing a hood on a boat. It's so cool. So, it's, it's I so could d- just fucking hear Ocean <laughs> Avenue playing as, as we pan to Harden's cot. And now we, uh, we go on the boat where we hear that Landon is moving to New York. And Tessa is, you know, having second and third thoughts about things. You know, maybe she should go to London to be with Harden. She's not sure. And Landon's like, bro, listen. You've been talking about Seattle since I first met you last semester. I'm like, when the fuck did she talk about Seattle? It would have been okay if they I'd fucking set it up like in the first movie or the second movie. But they don't been, even they don't even mention Seattle until like the job. Been, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. Literally, the first moment that you even hear of Seattle is the Sprouse twin turning to Tessa and going, oh, "I'm going up to Seattle," and she goes, "Oh, that's nice." And that's it. That's all you hear about Seattle. And Harden's like, you know, you know that thing, Tessa? Come on, you won't shut up about Seattle. Or Landon. Landon's like, oh my god, girl, if you don't stop talking about Seattle, as if the as if the viewers are going to be like, oh, I know that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Seattle this. Like, no. Like, yeah. what? It's so dumb. And after this Seattle thing, we get a quick scene between Tessa and Harden sitting on the bow of the boat doing like talking about like Batman. I don't know if they're fucking quoting shit and Harden's being Batman. And she asks about the notebook, not the movie that Harden's writing in one more time. <laughs> and you and just see, nothing. you just see, you just, you just see Ryan Gosling. Please, Ryan Gosling please, for the love corner. of God, if this movie had Ryan Gosling in it, it would just make everything okay. But it doesn't. <laughs> Instead, it has the sister of that one girl from 13 Reasons Why and the nephew of Lord Voldemort. (laughs) This movie is is my 13th reason. And the 14th, 15th, uh, the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, all the reasons. My, my my suicide note is just going to have it's just only going to be like I had to watch the entire after series I had to watch the entire after series I had to watch the entire after series <laughs> so now we go to a restaurant where the family goes to sit down when a woman named Lily is like Harden and you know Harden turns around and is like oh hey how's it going and she kind of you know 
brushes off Tessa, and then she goes to sit down while Harden sits down with Lily's family. I really feel like we've seen this before with what they did with that one girl, or what's her fucking name, Jamie, in the last one, where it's, it's Har- we, Tessa sees Harden talking to some girl, and there's just a big misunderstanding. I, I swear to God, I hate that this movie's main main source of Mori moments is from misunderstandings because not it's it's just the most and this one is particularly a sky uh, like a stars aligning misunderstanding Mm -hmm. because it's not even like Harden is like Harden's like oh he doesn't he doesn't even get concerned and say oh go wait there I'll be I'll be back Mm -hmm. and then he's laughing and giggling he's like Oh, okay. Hey, uh, can you go sit down, Tessa? Yeah. And she's like, "Why was that girl mean to me? What's going on? Blah 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 blah. Why did she brush me off?" And she's just staring at them the entire time. I'm like, "Girl, I know that Harden has given you no opportunity to believe he could be just talking, but mm-hmm. still, give him a chance." I was like, exactly. I was like, he hasn't given you any reason to give him a chance, but give him a chance. Also, Harden, fucking communicate, bro. Exactly. Jesus. It's- and you do. Do you know how how <sighs> easy this problem would have been cleared up by her and going? Oh, we used to be friends back in X Y Z, and she goes, "Oh, okay, that's good to hear." Not just go sit down. I'll I'll talk to you later. You're like, oh my god, for God's sakes. So uh, back with the rest of the family, a waiter comes by and starts, you know, doing doing his fucking job, and you know, testing the waiter, just having you know like casual dialogue. And then Harden sees Tessa talking to the waiter and he just <laughs> walks by, fucking shoulder checks the waiter doing his job. And then he throws I, shade at him. Like, I'm like, dude, you were being all flirty with some chick earlier. And Tessa's literally doing what you do at a restaurant. And this man it. is just like, oh, dude, what the? F- okay, fine. Whatever. I love this dude. Harden is Harden is so fragile. It's like one, he's like one of those guys who is ready to throw down the absolute second they think you're, quote, looking at their girl. Mm-hmm. Like, it is just literally the dialogue from the waiter to, to Tessa is, oh, I'm more into, like, like pasta and carbs right now. Oh, how about the squid and spaghetti? I don't know about that. We could probably make you something special regarding it. And Harden's like, what's up, dog? What's up? What's up? You talking shit? What's up, man? What's up? Maybe you could fuck off and I'll I'll tell you my order later. And you're like, what the, what is this energy, man? I would, have, I would have just looked at him and be like, bro, I'm just trying to see if she wants breadsticks or not. Like, <laughs> Dude, I don't I know what you want me to do, bro. Like, <laughs> I would have loved to pin back to the waiter and he's just being like, he's just like, why are you so mad? He's, I'm just taking the order. <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> we go back to the cabin now. It's night now. Harden and Tessa sit in a hot tub. And you already know we mentioned we might have mentioned it earlier. Hot tub sex scene because of course they do. I was really hoping they get like I don't know fucking stuck together and then they have to go to the hospital. Oh to get my them fucking god! Removed. Like that one couple who was bang who was banging in the water exactly. in the ocean and the tide stuck them together. <laughs> <laughs> With the, the jets just got a little too heavy. That would have been again, again. 
comedy, brevity, everybody. <laughs> and I'm just saying, if if they're if they're mid sex scene and you just see Hard's eyes go wide as dinner plate, she's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, <laughs> and she's like, what? What's going on? And he goes, I'm, st- I'm stuck. <laughs> like that would have been awesome. I would have been like, you know what? This movie's not so bad. This movie just got a whole hell of a lot better. So we get some. Pillow, t- hot tub talk, post coitus <laughs> conversations uh, that involves old Dylan Sprouse. <laughs> you fucking remember him. He decided not to be in this movie, which was the fucking right thing. And Harden's like, listen, does you moving to Seattle have anything to do with Trevor? Like, do you have feelings for him? And Tessa hesitates for like a second or two. And then Harden just storms off and starts pouting like a fucking child. Oh my god! It's so funny. She's like, she says, "Is he goes? He goes? Did you ever have feelings for him?" And she pauses, like processes mm-hmm. the question, and then returns with, "Well, at one point." And then he goes, "I've heard enough," and he gets up and leaves. And so she goes, "At one point, like it could have been. It could have been at one point. I like was at one point. I was uh, the idea crossed my mind, but I ultimately didn't like think of anything from mm-hmm. it. Like the the answer could have been so innocuous, but Harden just because she was speaking to the fucking waiter, he is suddenly like he's suddenly like so you just want to screw everyone in town, huh? Like yeah, it nobody nobody in this movie makes any fucking sense. It's this they all they they all react with nothing they all react like an emotional fifth grader mm-hmm. they're like they're like god damn it so you just want to have sex with everyone because you didn't because you looked at someone <laughs> okay so uh in the cabin tessa tries to call harden who texts back saying that he's out with uh lillian the girl he was talking to and tessa's then like all right fuck you i'm gonna go have a drink so we go outside the restaurant where tessa runs into robert uh the waiter boy sorry they talk. Robert invites her to join uh, his group of friends for a drink and even gives her his coat. How scandalous. We go in the restaurant and Tessa, you know, gets to know Robert, who's, you know, going off to medical school in New York. And this other rando girl named Nora is also going to New York. What a fucking coincidence. And then Landon and Harden just fucking appear with Lily out of nowhere who knows Nora. Hey, Har- dude, they just appear. They just appear. <laughs> yeah, Harden just tries to come over and, like, take an order from Robert. The waiter just still throwing shade and Lillian's now just like being all nice to Tessa. She, she was being so cold before and she's like, so I heard you moving to Seattle. Also, I'm a lesbian. I I really don't like it when I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it It's annoying when a movie tries, it, when a movie attempts to like sit there and go, oh, that thing? It was just a dink, mm-hmm. And you're like, no, f- shut the hell up, movie. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's so dumb. So Harden's like, I think we should go. And Tessa's like, well, I don't want to. And Robert's like, I'm going to be heading out. And Tessa's like, oh, I love out. that. I love that. Robert's like, the moment the moment Robert senses messiness, he goes, okay, it's about that time I leave. <laughs> like, Listen, he's, like, he's like, I don't know what the hell's going on here. I was just grabbing a drink, but okay. I mean, Robert, you were flirting with somebody else's girl, but you did know when to leave. So That is true. That is true. Robert was not entirely innocent. That being said, Robert did go, okay, I know when this is getting bad. I'm out. <laughs> so uh, we go in this hallway with Tessa and Robert talk. Uh, basically Robert gives her his phone number just in case she's in New York and then she puts the number in her pocket. Next day at the cabin, outside Landon uh, goes to talk to Tessa 
you know, it's like it appears that Landon and Nora are going to start talking. And Landon's like, hey, how was the hot tub? And yeah, Tessa accidentally left her bathing suit in the hot tub. We go into uh, Tessa and Harden's room. We see Harden packing up and Tessa enters like, so crazy story. Then Harden just fucking doesn't ignore, like ignores her. And Tessa's like, look, I thought we were going to be more open with each other. And then Harden shows her Robert's phone number. But neither of them have been open because she got Waiter Boy's number and he was hanging out with Lily. We didn't know what her motives were. So we get another fight where Harden's like, I gave you everything. I don't trust people like Trevor. And Tessa's like, you don't trust me. And Harden's like, listen, I got you the job in the first place. How many freshmen do you know that have the opportunities you got? And I'm like, well, well, that's what I've been saying like, like like this whole movie, but it doesn't matter what I think because Harden <laughs> fucking storms off. I like that. I like that. Hard. I literally heard Harden say that and I went, I know Max is going to sit there and just quietly go, that's what I've been saying. That's what I've been saying. Like, Listen, I, how did you? I really, how did you, I really think this how, movie would have been a lot better if it was like every shot. It was just like the two of us, like maybe in the background, like talking to each other as the movie's going on. Exactly, exactly. Like, uh, like what? Like what are the two old guys from the Muppets who just like talk over everything? <laughs> that's literally that's literally would make this movie so much better. Hell yeah. So in their car, Harden sits while Tessa says goodbye to his family. And the chancellor's like, listen, you are so good for Harden. He's just so scared of losing you. They drive (laughs) off in silence. And uh, yeah, so we see Tessa back at the apartment. And then we see Harden looking out a window. He's in Vance's office. And old uh, Harden is just staring out a window all like, I am the knight. And old Vance (laughs) from the publishing company is like, Harden, I will literally give you a job. If you just pull your head out of your ass, but Harden still says no, and now he re- lives in a really big, nice apartment by himself, and the Vance is just like, you should be happy for her. You could go with her. And Harden's like, I am happy for her, and I don't want your hands out. <sighs> it's I love that. I love that. He's like, he's like, I don't want your handouts. And I and again, in my head, I'm like, okay. As noble as that is to sit there and be like, I'm getting there my own way. Mm -hmm. I'm like, dude, when you are offered a stupid good deal, you you swallow your fucking pride and do and take the deal. Oh, my God. I will pay you one hundred thousand dollars to do nothing. All you got to do is just say yes or no. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All he needs to do is say the phrase yes and then just just dick around. And he's making like 100K. That's insane. Okay, so we go back to the apartment. Harden returns to see that Tessa is gone. We go over to Tessa in her car, and we see she's only like 38 minutes out from Seattle. I want to ask, where the fuck does this movie take place? Did Did she like drive across the country from Atlanta, which is where me and Mike established this movie took place? There was literally a fucking Marta sign in it in one night. Like, it's still... Like, where does this movie take place? Is it like in Washington? Like, y'all can make if it's still in Washington, y'all can make that shit work. Exactly, I love that they're treating it as if it's on the other side of the entire country. Mm-hmm. But according to this movie's logic, they just hop in a car and just do a wee little skip over mm-hmm. as if it's as if it's two hours away. So it's the movie's own logic for travel. Is just entirely betrayed. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. 
I can't wait till we're done with this series. So, uh, oh yeah, by the way, and she took a page out of Harden's uh, book and like left a notebook and she left him like a note in just a random notebook that she left for him that he just opens up to like the right page to be all like Shadow the Hedgehog. And this, you know, <laughs> makes Harden feel edgy. So he drinks, except he doesn't. He fucking pours it down the pours it down the sink. I love that. I love I love imagining Harden as just Shadow the Hedgehog now. Just everything he says is just shadow coming out of Shadow the Hedgehog's mouth. Harden looks like the type of guy that would listen to like Evanescence like to an unironic degree. And then, like, post, like, vague quotes on Instagram or threads or he's, X being like, no, no one understands me. He's absolutely a guy who unironically posts Joker quotes. He posts, he's, like, the Joker pictures. <laughs> he has to. He, you cannot look at Harden and do not tell me that he is not a Joker quotes guy. No, he, he like he's a Joker quotes guy, but he's also one of those guys that posts uh, black and white pictures of lions with text over them. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. I swear, it's he's like it's just I can I can see in his like X bio or or Instagram bio. It's I used to think life was a drama, but now I know life's a comedy. Joker twenty nineteen. <laughs> Oh my god! So at the Vance house, Tessa arrives and you know gets a warm welcome with Kimberly and Vance. You know, and you know it's all it's all nice and sweet. The next day, we get a montage of Tessa living in Seattle, where it's like she goes to her new college, and after getting ignored by two people, she's like, "Things aren't the same anymore. Let me go back to my you know million dollar house with these people that are letting me stay here rent free, put on moisturizer, and stare at my phone, and call my clearly a boy abusive boyfriend who I miss so dearly." It's I oh my god I <laughs> like you Te- have your Te- dream life, bro. De- Tessa is literally living living her best life, her dream life, according to this freaking movie. And she's like, I should give Harden a call. Like, how is that? How is that your thought? Not I should hit the town. I should pick up Tinder. Now, why is it? Why is it? I miss him. Like, come on. You are across the country, according to this plot. Like, what? So she calls Harden, who, you know, is probably out sleeping with some other girl. But instead, he's at the gym getting CTE doing boxing, which he just fucking does that now. It literally feels like they just, like, they just dropped that, like, little bit, like, right in the, like, the, I don't know, someone was walking by, I was like, man, I find boxers so sexy, and they just fucking <laughs> dropped that in. No, they were watching Never Back Down, and they went, we need that, we need that. We, we need, need Cam that. Gigante in this movie. We, we need Cam Gigante, where is he? Where's Cam? No, I, I do have to ask, you know, we've seen Harden Scott do a little bit of boxing, can you take him in a fight, yes or no? Yes. 100%? Look at this fucking twig. Do not tell me that you would not bend him in half like a freaking Slim Jim. That, he's skin and bones, too. He doesn't have any freaking swing on him. Dude, I would fucking drop Harden Scott round one. Try you, you don't even need to be like well, well, like boxed or like been in a bunch of fights or anything like that. You could just have gone to a jujitsu class and then, and then just probably look at this twi- angry twig man and then go, yeah, I could probably beat him. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Harden and Tessa talk. They come, Tessa complains about the traffic in Seattle. You were in Atlanta for 
for Christ's sake. Like the house she's staying at is amazing. Harden's so happy for her and he apologizes for hurting her. So they hang up and Tessa feels all warm and fuzzy inside while Harden fucking suplexes Landon back at the boxing gym. We go to Seattle. Tessa goes to her job looking like a fucking flight attendant and takes selfies on the job and gets caught by Kimberly, who's like, Seattle looks good on you. And you also look like a Delta employee. She's walking around handing out peanuts to people. Doesn't she not look like a like a flight attendant? I just love the idea of that, of the like Tessa just greeting people at her job. She goes, Hi, my name's Tessa. Would you like peanuts or pretzels? Hi, my name's Tessa. Would you like peanuts or pretzels? I was just taking a swig of water when you were saying that, bro. Come on. <laughs> it's just, it's, it, I just like, so I just like, she's like, can I get you anything? They're like, oh, do you have ginger ale? She's like, absolutely. And you see her just scurry off to her office. So uh, after work, Kimberly and Tessa, they do more gossiping. And Tessa like offers to pour Kimberly a glass of wine. But Kim is like, lol, no, I'm pregnant. Also, we're telling Harden, who's got a 4.0 GPA. Also, Tessa, take this big ass bottle of wine. And I'm just like, isn't Tessa like 18 or 19? If she's in her second semester of college, but she's just out here drinking wine. It's her second semester. At most, she is 20. Like, they... This is illegal. I just want to say this is not allowed. And then at the apartment, Sweaty Harden gets a call from Tessa, who's drunk. They talk. Tessa's like, listen, we've been talking about you. It's all so ridiculous. If you were here, like, what would you do to me? Phone sex. That's different. They miss each other and say cute things. Cool. Next scene. At the apartment, Harden has a bad dream of Tessa fucking waiter boy and her saying, I, lo- I love you to him. And uh, Harden wakes up and is like, am I a cuck? No, he doesn't. <laughs> I just love that. I just love the idea. It's just like, I got cucked in my own dreams. Does that make me a cuck? <laughs> so uh, he goes. So uh, by the way, next day he goes to visit Tessa. I'm like, okay, that's an easy drive. I love that. At the drop of a hat, he just shows up. Just just takes a little, little skip over. It makes zero sense. So upstairs, we see Vance, Kim, and Smith, the kid who's just aged like five years in a few months. They all say hello. I, I love that. I <laughs> I just love that. I'm like, who's this 10-year-old? And they're like, it's Smith. And, I'm, and again, I had to pause the movie and go, who is Smith? Who is Smith? And then I thought of the one kid that's in the first movie for like five minutes. And I went, oh my God, they're bringing him back? Okay, shit. And he does nothing in this movie. Are you surprised? No, of course not. So, um... Uh, in his room, Harden shows Tessa the note that he found. You know, he sits next to Tessa, compliments her writing, and you know, they start making out. But you know, he starts having visions of getting cucked, so he stops to eat because he just wants steak. <laughs> which, I mean, a good steak, a good steak, really do that to a man. Hard, hard. <laughs> Am I wrong? Harden is. I never wanted to fuck a steak more. <laughs> no, is is I just love that Harden is having the having the quintessential you cheated on me in my dreams fucking fucking moment, but it's sticking with him like a soldier who got PTSD. Like he just like he just got off the beaches of Normandy and he was getting cucked the whole time. <laughs> I, no, I believe that's a different movie. <laughs> It's saving Ryan's privates. God damn it. You beat me to it. 
So later that night, they all sit outside. Harden talks to Vance about graduating. Uh, Tessa and Kim gossip even more. They go to their bathroom where Tessa and Harden are brushing their teeth with like wooden toothbrushes and they get into bed and you know Harden's being the little spoon getting cuddled and he looks viciously at the camera. Later that night, Tessa wakes up to find Harden missing, but he's bare knuckle boxing in the gym that this couple just has apparently and Tessa comes in and interrupts his man time. Exactly. He's having a he's having a big burly man moment because emotions are dumb and for wussies. He has to, he's trying to stifle his emotions and feel nothing and just because, saying Marcus Aurelius quotes to himself over and over and over again. I just I just love the idea that he's quoting Caesar like he's like I came, I saw, I conquered. <laughs> just as he's like beating the bank. And Tessa is like she comes over and is being reasonable like, "Hey, did I do something wrong? You know, you haven't said a thing to me the whole night." And then Harden tells her about his bad dream and Harden's like, "Go be with someone else. It'll make your life easier." Like, I, I fucking saw- agree, but something tells me old Tessa will never be happy because she can't help but just be toxic. No. <laughs> no, she's toxic, too. She absolutely deserves Harden, like, because they're both awful people. It's just, he's literally, like, he he's literally doing the I had a bad dweem thing, and she's like, and she's like, oh, it's okay. I still love you. Like, you're like, what is this weird moment? You just, like... Is I do love the thing where it's like it's as if he's like Wolverine and he's just like committed some heinous crime. He's like, you should be with someone who's easier. And she's like, no, I want you. And it's just like, dude, you're just having a weird man baby moment, which you have a lot of. Like, I mean, she, you're right, she should, but like, you're having just a man baby moment. But what do we get now? Another sex scene in a home gym, which is definitely not sanitary. I mean, people barely wipe down on those seats anyways. So like, you're probably getting an infection just by laying your bare just, ass on that seat. I just love the idea of hard waking up. He's got a fucking staph infection. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Not again. <laughs> He's like, oh, rats. And then, so the next day. They wake up and are like, huh, well, we didn't use protection. And they both just take this extremely well. And Tessa's like, well, it's fine. Got to go to the drugstore and get on birth control. But, you know, that's a later problem. So they cuddle some more. And they go into the living room, see Vance, see the Vance family. And Harden gets a call. He goes outside. And Kim tells Tessa that his mom is getting married to Mike, a guy in the movies. Great guy. Not, not, not this Mike. Not this piece of shit. Nice, exactly. I'm low down. I'm filthy. Dude, Michael Flaherty is here to steal your mom's. Absolutely. You're give me I'm I am i am like young gravy, baby. I'm it's just anyone over the age of forty, watch out. So we go to a drugstore where they buy some plan B and just fucking go about their day and just wander through the city of Seattle, probably like listening to grunge music and it's not raining, except it is <laughs> raining at night, and the two of them cuddle on the couch and watch a movie. Hey. Neat. I love I love the idea that they're just sitting there listening to <laughs> it's just they're listening, they're having their sweet like Tumblr, Instagram, like couples moment, and they just they're listening to grudge movie. Like you just hear someone just going like, "Touch me, I'm sick." Like <laughs> they're just listening to a just to a Pearl Jam. 
Just even <laughs> flow. <laughs> you could just see a guy dressed up as Jesus go off Dude, on a skateboard. We, we got Jesus Christ back in this movie. <laughs> it's just he just sits there off of one of the many hills in Seattle, and he just does a Christ air. Listen, I'm not saying that like every time we do an episode where Steezus Christ is mentioned, it just makes the movie a whole lot better. And I really <laughs> want to see Steezus Christ come in here and just run into Harden Scott with his board in hand. He just sits there, just like smacks Harden Scott with his board and just starts fucking shredding. Okay, next day, Harden's packing up to leave and Tessa's like, look, is there anything else you've forgotten? What about us not keeping secrets? You're not going to tell me about your mom's wedding? Then Harden's like... The only reason I haven't told you is because I don't want to go. I want to show you London. I don't want to show you my home down. Um, if I was going, I'd bring you, but I'll think about it later. And Tess is like, okay. Also, can you come back Wednesday? There's an event going on. And I'm like, bro, y'all are at most like an hour or two away from each other. Y'all can make this work. Quit your fucking it's, bitching. It's so crazy. Like they <laughs> they drive like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. But they also complain about the distance. Like they're just like they're just so far away from each other. Like it's it's like pick a lane movie. Are y'all close or are y'all far away? It, it, is Harden in Atlanta or is Harden in Olympia, Washington? <laughs> so we go back to Harden's apartment. He returns to find his apartment door askew. Looks like someone's broken in. He grabs his baseball bat, goes in, finds Tess's dad passed out, throwing up on the bathroom floor. Tess's dad is like apparently got his ass beat by some guys because he owes him them some money, which, you know, that is an Atlanta thing. Harden gives a dad a Rolex for him to sell. And he's just and Tess is like Tess's dad is just like, look. I'm going to get better for her. I, I promise to get better. Go to a doctor's office. Tessa goes in for an appointment to get on birth control. We hear the doctor say, you may not need birth control. You may not be able to get pregnant. And Tessa takes <laughs> this news really well. Like the movie, She does. The, this is like a like quick aside for this movie, which you know is a very serious thing. And the movie's like, was- she can't give birth by. I was I was literally expecting the movie to sit there and this was going to be a hook mm-hmm. for the movie. Like she was going to be in tears, going to be like going to do that going to do that white girl emotionally distant thing where she just looks out the window mm-hmm. and when someone asks she goes nothing. No, they already did you, that before in this movie. Yeah, exactly. they, they, they can't, can't reach the ground even though they do. <laughs> even though they already do. But she's just yeah, but she just sits there and they're like you can't get we don't think you can get pregnant. And she's like Okay. Anyways, back to Harden. And you're like, oh my God, this, we're not going to address that? Okay, yeah, movie. They, they, they just don't. So we go to some college where Harden talks to the chancellor about transferring. The chancellor's like, look, you are graduating in two months. Just wait it out. And we get more bonding time between, you know, father and son. Harden looks at a picture of Vance, Harden's mom, and dad. Interesting. At the Vance publishing event, Harden just enters to find Tessa gossiping some more with Kim. Like, that's all she ever does. That's, that. I mean, literally, it is just so much gossiping. Mm-hmm. When it's not dis- when it's not them yelling very messily or boring dialogue, it's literally just gossip mm-hmm. between Kim and... Like, Kim's character has no service other than being pregnant and gossiping, yeah. which is... Well, there's a third one, which we'll get to. Oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so Kim has to go off to play hostess and Harden Tessa talk some more. Harden, like he's like, hey, I got some bad news. I won't be able to get to Seattle for another two months for good, which makes Tessa so happy that, you know, he'll be coming with her, I guess. Kim then steals Tessa to go dance. And, you know, 
Vance comes by and sits to talk to Harden for a second. And Harden just like, like looks and licks his lips while Tessa's dancing. He looks like a cat with his mouth open. He, he does. Like, he literally looks like the, he's making the same faces my cat has made when I like opened up Fancy Feast. Like that cat's just like, oh, you're about to make me act up <laughs> over this over this canned tuna. Yeah, so uh, Tessa and grinds it all up and down on Harden. We go back to Tessa's room and she's so excited to have a Harden move. We go to the gym. It's night. Vance, he's not fucking his wife. Instead, he's doing shitty boxing with his elbows out and everything. Mike, you and me as a tag team versus Harden Scott and Vance. I got dibs on the old guy. I'll take. I can. T- I can take that. I can take that. If you want to. If you want to. You know. Maybe. I maybe, would just. Maybe I'll take Harden in a corner. Do some. I'll do some just, blows to the kidneys. You know. Make him piss blood a little I'll, bit. I can. Get, I can pass him off say, to you to give the, give say, the finishing blow while I. While you I, say I, piss blood. Yeah. Oh my god! It's just like you actually beat the piss out of Harden, and he just starts peeing blood. You're like, oh my god! Listen, Harden might think he's Batman. I'm his fucking Joker, then, baby. Let's go. Oh god! You're just you're like you're like you thought you had the Joker quotes, but it was actually me all along. Listen, I'll I'll kill you like like a Joker killed the Robin in the comic books. You better watch out. Ooh, ooh, nerdy, ooh, nerdy, nerdy drops. Ooh. No, I would just. <laughs> I'm just a third be like square up Mr. Vance I'm about to send you to hospice care <laughs> so uh, yeah in the gym Vance is doing shitty boxing Harden enters and they talk some more and Harden's like I really want to bring Tessa to the wedding but I don't want to show her my upbringing it's so sad then Vance gives like fatherly advice to Harden saying like I believe you uh, you have two great loves in this case Harden it would be Tessa and you okay in the bedroom Harden climbs in bed and tells Tessa they're going to England we go to England now. Tessa and Harden arrive. <laughs> it's just, there's nothing. It's just, hey, we're going to England. Oh, that's nice. Cut to England. And you're like, fucking God damn, we could Nothing? All right. So in England, Tessa and Harden arrive to see Harden's mom. Harden's mom is staying next door at Mike's. Not, not this Mike. Tessa is happy for his mom, and she gets invited to the bridal store, and Harden, you know, he's got to take a phone call. And it's Tessa's dad calling him. Tessa overhears a little bit who's calling, and you know, it's, he's like, oh, thank you for taking care of him. Later, Harden sees the fridge is empty. He's a man. He's like, you know, I'm going to go get some food in town while Tessa and mom go to the bridal store. In the city, Harden's like fucking jaywalks and, you know, walking through England and then walks by a, gr- a group of people who are just like, <laughs> yo, Harden, what's up, man? It's like he's Kanye pre, pre-anti-Semitism. Like, they're just... <laughs> They're just like, they're like, whoa, what's up, Harden? What's going on, man? Whoa. And he's like, he's like, sorry, gang. I got to keep walking. Dude, they're like, they're like I mean, you got to think about it. Like, it doesn't make any sense because they're just way too casual about it. Like, if you, if like you and I were out at a bar and we saw somebody who, for all we knew, left the fucking country just walking down the street, we'd be like, dude, what the fuck are you, what are you doing here? Yeah, exactly. You would go. Oh my god, man! Come on, we gotta get a drink. What's going on, dude? Oh my god, T- tell me, what are you doing back here? Like, you would be excited. You would be like, you would be like, what's up? What's up, buddy? I see every week. You want to go have some brewskis with the friends, as per usual. Like, it's it's like a weird setup to a sitcom where they're trying to show you that the main guy is popular. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, dude, that's exactly it. Like, these aren't people you see every day. You, you don't live in england anymore buddy i don't know how to tell you that yeah so uh we get some quick shots bridal shop 
Harn's mom trying on her veil. Harn's old room testing him, talk some, flirt some, then they go to bed. Mike, you might need to hold me back for this, okay? <laughs> you know what's coming. At night, I do. Harden wakes up oh. and he goes downstairs, you know, touch the thermostat, but he hears something. Goes in the kitchen and then finds Vance fucking his mom. <laughs> Mike, I have things to say. Okay. What the fuck? Why did they drop this in this movie? Like, Harden just fucking screams at both of like both of them. Tessa goes down and Harden like just beats the shit out of Vance and gets held back by his mom and Tessa. Harden's mom like tries to tell him something, but Harden's so pissed that he hugs Tessa and cries. And everyone in this movie sucks so bad, except for Landon and Mike, the neighbor. He did nothing wrong, except he was a cuck <laughs> as well. But Vance fucking Harden's mom. Like what? Rewatching it, dude, I noticed that like they set it up. But again, you got to think Vance didn't even like in the first in the second movie, he wasn't even British. He just kind of <laughs> casually turned British in this movie. And now he talks with like a really bad British accent. And they were trying to set it up more in this movie. Like that would be fine if you wanted to set it up here. But you already set it up in the previous movie who this character was. You can't just do a 180 on him. It's. <sighs> Okay. This this okay. plot device is nuts. It's dumb. It's so it's, dumb. It's very dumb. I it's so ridiculous because it betrays Vance's character because Vance's character is not meant to be messy guy or anything like that and he's not and the whole idea is like Vance was the American busybody guy mm -hmm. who offered advice, but largely stayed at a distance. And I and I like that you said that on the second watch, you realized that they were setting it up. Mm -hmm. I the fact that I didn't even have an inkling already proves that this movie did the twist horribly. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that you you there was not a moment in the movie in the movies leading up to now that ever gave the inclination. It's like the writers just sat there and just went, "Oh, we got to have something weird at the end. Mm -hmm. Come on, man, guys, we got to think of something." Ooh, ooh, ooh! What if what if Vance is screwing Harden's mom? Huh? What are we thinking? That's a pretty crazy one. And they're like, yeah, actually. Yeah, that's pretty wild. And the way like, this movie was setting it up, too, was like the Vances were supposed to be like, you know, the rock. You know, Tessa's rock. Like, she'd talk with Kimberly. And Vance was supposed to be like, you know, this guy who would like, you know, help guide her through her career. And then they do shit like this that just ruins it. Like, who... Am I, am I supposed to be rooting for Tessa? Because, you know, we don't like her. She's toxic. Harden's also toxic. Everyone in this movie is so toxic. It's Why did they just drop this in? It makes no sense. And that's not even the end of it. Oh, no, listeners. No, it's not. It gets so much worse. And, Mike, well, let's get there. Do you have anything else you want to say about the fucking mom plot? Just that, just that the movie, just the fact that this series has the has the cojones mm -hmm. to just rob the viewer of the guiding people, the people who you liked, 
who up until this point, the only people that were likable in this series was, was Harden's mom, the Vance's and Landon. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's that's, that's literally it. Okay. The next day at the wedding, Harden's mom goes through with the wedding and he just, well, Harden's just sitting there fucking glaring daggers at his mom and Vance outside the wedding. Everyone sends the happy eh, married couple off and then Vance tries to talk to Harden, but you know, he gets in his face. Vance offers to take Harden to a bar. He's like, look, let's go to this bar. I'll wait there for you. He walks away. Tessa goes to Harden's like, I can come, I can come with you if you want me to, or I can come, I can come if you want me to, which that's a real talent. And the two things that Kim <laughs> definitely knows what's going on. And then Tessa goes to sit with Kim. Harden goes to Vance with Tessa and Kim more gossiping. Kim, I'm afraid I won't be able to stay as angry as I am, you know, cause I am, but what do I do? I love him. I love the life we're building at the bar. Harden sits down with Vance and Vance just downs his drink. And he's like, look, I want to explain myself, but I don't know where to begin. You are so important to me and your mom. You wouldn't be so angry if you didn't care back with Tessa and Kim. And Kim's like, they have a history together. One I'm not sure I can compete with back with Harden and Vance. Vance is like, I was going to tell you ages ago. Harden was like, tell me what? Tell me what? And never say never by the fray. Start playing. We're sinking down to a new low here, ladies and gentlemen. We go back with Tessa and Kim, where Kim says, Harden is Vance's son. (sighs) Dun, dun, dun. What fucking stereotypical cliched writing is this bullshit that they're just sliding in here? Oh, he's his father. It's so dumb. Ew. And, of you know, of course they're playing the fray with this because, you know, you have to. They would do like a whole Luke, I am your father bullshit. So Harden and Tessa then fucking find each other in the city after running away from their respective adults. So they run into each other's arms in the middle of the street. Please, for the love of God, somebody hit them so we don't have to continue with this franchise. Mike, why is Vance Harden's dad? Um, I... I I don't have the answers, Max. I don't. The answers sway. You don't got the answer, Sway. You don't. No, it's... This is such... (laughs) Again, they're just yanking out stereotypes of stuff at this point. They're not doing the... They're not doing anything that subverts romance or anything like that. It's just... they're, They're making a cuck out of the Chancellor who sucks... They're they're making Vance suck. Mm-hmm. They're making Harden's mom suck. Like you're robbing us of everyone except for Landon. Don't do Landon bad in the next Dude, movie, please. I, I swear to God, if after everything makes Landon the bad guy and Landon secretly like is like screwing Tessa or something like that, I I'm going. I'm going to commit felonies. I will commit. I will commit fraud. I will. I don't know what kind of fraud, but it will be fraud. I'm like, dude, this is where I know where this movie was based off of a fan fiction. Cause 
it's just so chock full of like, oh, this person starts sleeping with this person. Oh, and this person is actually his real dad. It's 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 just filled with all those like fan fiction stereotypes, which just pisses me off. This is a this major is, Hollywood movie that fell into the stereotypes. This is why we avoid fanfics, turning them into movies. One, because a lot of them are hor- horrifically graphic, but also because like you don't have skilled writers making these. You don't. You have... You have, you have lonely middle-aged women creating fan fictions about One Direction, and then it goes gangbusters because people are like, "My God, what the hell is going on here?" Dude, I think this is one of the reasons. So, like, looking at the. By the way, that's the end of the movie. That that is how we end. That is it. That we're leave we're leaving on a cliffhanger with after we fell. But I want to point out that with. After I'm looking at the box office right now, sixty nine million dollars. Nice. nice. After we collided, forty seven million dollars. After we fell, twenty one million dollars. It just keeps Ooh. heading on a downward trajectory, and I am look. I want to know how badly this series is going to crash and burn. I think it started well. It, it started when the first one was made, but it started crashing and burning probably right about here. Yeah, so I will actually, I, I, I 100% agree. If we're being honest with ourselves, the moment the first movie came out, that's when the series was irredeemable. Mm-hmm. But, okay, but let's play the game. Yeah, here is when things fall apart. Mm-hmm. The first two, The first two movies, they're not good at all, but they at least are like, they follow a flow, things move along at a reasonable pace. Yada, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. Here? Uh Uh-uh. Nope. Things slog. Characters that were likable that you attach to become unlikable. It's weird, stupid plot twists just come in out of every single left, right, and center. And it's just... I I honestly do not see the series getting back on its feet. (laughs) At least relative to the first movie. Honestly... If it does get back on its feet, more power to this movie, uh, like more power to this franchise, because you were able to, you know, come from the depths of hell and get back on your feet. And, you know, salute to you, my good sir. But with this movie, there's not really a consistent story throughout this whole movie. It literally feels like they just took like four or five, six chapters from the book and were like, OK, we'll make this into a we'll make this into its own movie but there there we go that's it that's all you need mm-hmm yeah so yeah but it's yeah. but uh anyways that does it for after we fell guys next week we are going to to be talking about after ever happy which is the dumbest title that we've had in this franchise so far will it be the dumbest movie We'll just have to wait and see. Anyways, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Mess Up Midnight Podcast. Go follow us on Instagram, X, and YouTube. You guys know the deal and stay up to date with what we got going on. Mike, do you have anything you want to say? Any any last thoughts on after we fell? Help. I am in danger. 
please help I'm, me. I'm in so much danger. We have two more movies after this. Aren't help. You, aren't you glad we decided to do this, Mike? I'm go- I swear to God, I'm going to get you back for this. You son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll see y'all next week. See you next week, everybody.